Hello and welcome to Wrestle Life Radio Episode 4, where we review WWE SmackDown. I'm Matt Sin. I'm here with my friends Chris Cumby and Kyle Pauly. Chris comes before Kyle because my favorite holiday is Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. I thought that was a good one. Uh, actually, my mother-in-law came up with that one. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, this day in wrestling history, July 18th, 2019. Take it away, Chris. All right. This day in wrestling history. All right. On uh, <laughs> July 18th in 2009, uh, this former WCW champion was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Can anyone tell me who this is? It's got to be Goldberg, right? Kyle? Goldberg. No, the answer is Ron Simmons, also known oh, as no. oh, man. Farouk. Oh, come on. I can't believe I didn't know it that. It wasn't Steve Mongo McMichael? <laughs> well, that's the first name that came to my mind, and I'm like, wait a minute. He never won the championship. He has a Super Bowl uh, ring, though. Or, and he was also never uh, <laughs> inducted into the Hall of Fame. So for, yeah. extra, for extra credit, can you tell me what college Ron Simmons played for? Florida State. That is correct, sir. Oh, wow. That's the criminals. I didn't know that. Yes, criminals. sir. Criminals. I don't think any of us like Florida State. So if you're a Florida State fan listening to this, please don't shut us off. We're we gonna hate move Florida State. We we're, we're, hate Florida State. Sh- sh- we, have, we have Florida State fans listening right now. No, um, we we're going to move forward to WWE <laughs> SmackDown. We're going to get right on it because we're doing some wrestling trivia later. And I'm really excited about it because I get to play this time. Woohoo! So the show, SmackDown opened up. With Kevin Owens, or, or with Shane McMahon, with security. And he was like, all right, Kevin Owens is coming in now. So Kevin Owens comes in the door, and Shane's like, you know what? I heard you, and I'm going to have a town hall. But I want people that speak to be respectful, and you can't do that, so you get the night off. So Kevin Owens was like, all right, and he turned around and left. And like, there was a little more to it than that, but that was that was the gist. I mean, that is what happened. Yep. So. Uh, but, but in the town hall, uh, I'm going to let you talk about this, Chris, but I want to say one thing first. I really enjoy when like tons and tons and tons and tons of wrestlers are out at one time. And basically the entire SmackDown roster was out there. Are you being sarcastic? No, no, I like it. I I really do. (laughs) I I think it's different and and it's stuff you don't see, but it has to be done well. And this was not done well. Right, Chris? Yeah, I mean, all, all you had was you had your faces versus your heels. Mm-hmm. And the heels sided with uh, Shane McMahon. And they were allowed to talk. And your faces were uh, not allowed to talk. The only one that actually got to speak was Roman Reigns. Who got fined? When he came out and told uh, Shane McMahon to kiss his hind parts. But mm-hmm. he uh, used a word that we're not allowed to use. And, yeah, it'll, it'll uh, away and, if you do. Yeah, and then uh, and then Shane McMahon said, "You will be fined for that, whatever." Um, and then Charlotte Flair is all, "Oh, you've been so great to to me and to my family," and blah blah blah. And then Liv Morgan spoke up, which I was really excited about. That was cool. And then she said, "Is there anything? Uh, is there anything real about you?" And I was which like, was "Funny," which was hilarious because I'm like, her yeah. whole face is plastic at this point. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so then there was some, you know, a few other people talked, blah, blah, blah. New Day got on. We're acting like idiots. 
Yep. Um, and then so everybody and they got muted. They got muted. So then everyone leaves. Cesaro comes out, says, "I want to fight Alistair Black." He says, "Okay, no problem." And then Kevin Owens shows up and botches <laughs> botches yep. the move. Uh, which, I think Shane which, is which was, Shane's fault. It was Shane's. It was Shane's fault. It was Shane's yeah. fault. But then they they cleaned it up and did it. And then if you notice later on in the show when they reshowed it, they edited. They it. showed the edited version. <laughs> I was like that. That's that's class right there. Yeah. So basically, what happened is Kevin Owens kicks Shane in the gut. He turns around to do the stunner, and Shane falls on one knee. Yeah. And so like he has to pick him back up and then hit the stunner, and it looked really bad. Uh, but they did they did edit it. But yeah, the, this segment wasn't great. Buddy Murphy also spoke, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, and then like Andrade and Apollo Crews and stuff. None of that really mattered. Nothing really came of it. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't but, understand Andrade because it was all Spanish. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think he did. A, yeah, I think it was. Like, all Spanish. And then uh, is that your Spanish? Si. Oh my gosh, that was the worst Spanish. <laughs> yeah, but, but so then after after this, uh, are you done with this segment? Sure. Okay. After this this segment, which was not good, was not good at all. We had Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Now, if you listen to episode two, you know that all of us loved Alistair Black and Cesaro. This match, like the, the pay-per-view match was good. It was, what, 10, 12 minutes. It was, it was fun. Yeah. It was like five and a half minutes. Cesaro got like no offense at all, and Alistair Black just made him look stupid. And I, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was really bad. Yeah, the, um, the Black Mass... Um you know, supposedly knocked the mouthpiece out of Cesaro. <laughs> but yeah. if you watch the replay, it shows him turning his head and spitting it out. <laughs> spitting it out, yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe you shouldn't have shown the replay. <laughs> uh-huh. But, yeah, uh, but yeah th- this was, uh, it was kind of an unnecessary match. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I guess they needed to give Aleister Black a match. But man, if they would have given this uh, uh 10 minutes, it would have been another banger. Like, I I don't understand, but like, I think what they might be doing is, is trying to avoid the, uh, uh, cut to commercial kind of thing, but maybe they're not. We'll talk about that in a minute. So then we had Charlotte Flair versus Liv Morgan, which is good because we love Liv Morgan and she hasn't been on TV. She got drafted in April and this has been her first televised match on WWE SmackDown. Uh, Chris, what did you think of this match? Well, in the, uh, in the, at, at the beginning, Liv Morgan was like, you know, you're the reason why people like me don't get, uh, you know, get, don't get to be on the show, uh, which I right. thought was very telling and I thought it was good. Um, the match was, was super fast. Liv Morgan had some decent offense, honestly. Uh, but she really is no, uh, no competition for Charlotte Flair. Um, right. Uh, and, and it was obvious, you know, and so, uh, you know, Charlotte finished off with a quick figure eight and then Liv Morgan had a moment where she was like, you know, I- I'm not going to, you're not, this isn't the last you've seen of me basically is how it went. Um, but I mean, for a short little girl match for two minutes, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Liv Morgan actually got some offense in, which is more than she's had in her last two years. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, like she, I like that she pulled Corey Graves headset yeah. off. And she was like, you know what, Charlotte's right. I don't fit in with her, but I'm going to leave and come back, and then I will. Basically, is what. And and I hope she does. I like Liv Morgan. I like all the Riot Squad, and uh, I hope she gets some TV time, and I hope she does well. Yeah, I almost wish they would have just left them together. 
I do too. I really do. <laughs> like I don't understand because yes. they're they're actually starting to get over. Uh, right. And I like them as a because I mean the whole page and absolution thing that came around the same time. Yeah. That never really they they were different as well, but they just didn't have chemistry. I mean Mandy and Sonia do a little bit, but I just they just didn't have anything unique. Whereas uh, the Riot Squad they started to feel more like a Suicide Squad type you know yeah. group of like right. yeah they're all different like in their own you know way but they work well together. Yeah. And they look like they were starting to have fun together, which, you know, is the, you know, what you want out of your uh, teams. And yeah, I was really disappointed when they sent live over yeah, there. It's a good faction. Yeah. It's a real good faction. And now we'll have a lot of factions, especially female factions yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah. Now Logan's on um, what she's, is it main event or whatever fighting Dana Brooke? Yeah. Ruby Riot's not even on TV. So I'm not going to lie to you uh, until like a couple weeks ago. I forgot main event existed. Like I didn't even know it was on TV. I, I only knew about it because of uh, the Dana book injury or whatever, where she slammed her face into the post. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's how that's I thought about, about it too. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what channel it's on. I don't remember. I haven't watched it. I think it's just on network. Honestly. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't oh. think it's actually on TV, but yeah. Mm. It might as well not yeah, be. Right. I know. So speaking of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Last week, they challenged Ember Moon and said, Ha ha ha, you're such a nerdy loner dork because you play Nintendo Switch and Dungeons and Dragons. You can't get a friend to tag with you. Well, she did. And it was a SmackDown Women's Champion. So Ember Moon and Bailey fought Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Again, the match was kind of short, right? Yeah, it was short, but it, it needed to be short for what came at the end. Yeah. So basically... Yeah. Uh, Ember Moon, what Bailey hits the Bailey to Belly on Sonny Deville, and Ember Moon hits the Eclipse, which it, it always looks. Can great. I just tell you on Mandy yeah, Rose, real fast? Go ahead. Uh, she has the best female finisher, almost the best regular finisher. It's so good. It, I love it's her. Good. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. But she picked pin Mandy Rose, and then after it was over, uh, Bailey and Ember were being interviewed. And Bailey said something to the effect of, I'm glad this is over with Alexa because now I want to focus on someone that, you know, is a great wrestler and is really smart and just like all these wonderful things. And like, hmm, if only I knew someone like that. And then the crowd just starts going nuts. And then she doesn't even say who it is. And the interviewer turns over to Ember Moon and she's like, so what do you say, Ember? And that was a little weird, but I'll take it, whatever. And so Ember Moon's like, yeah, that sounds great. And then she's freaking out. And like, I'm not going to lie. Part of me wanted like Ember Moon to be like, yes. And then freak out and turn around and slap Bailey in the face. Just, just to build up a little bit of heat. I love Ember Moon. And my only disappointment in this is I don't think there's any chance she's winning because Bailey just won not too long ago. Uh, and I would love her to be the SmackDown's champion soon. Well, I, th- I think they'll put on a good match. So that's something a great match. Yeah, that's going to be good. But the whole, <laughs> the whole after the match segment was just so awkward for it me. It was weird. I wanted some animosity. I mean, obviously they were just a tag team and they're supposed to be competitors, but you could still be competitors. And I mean, Becky and uh, Natalia kind of showed that on Raw. Like, right. Natalia was kind of friendly. And then Becky said, I'm not here to be friends. And then Natalia came back and said, all right. And, you know, they kind of went at each other a little bit. I kind of wanted to see something similar 
I, I, or at least do something different from what they did because it was just Bailey was like, you know, oh, I, I, I'd like to find somebody who's great, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what do you say, Ember? And then she's just like, yay, and just goes around like acting like a little kid who just got like, yeah, you're supposed was- to be a fighter, you know, or a wrestler who's, you know, it's just strange. Well, uh, yeah, I wish I would have done something. Yeah. Go I've ahead, never Chris. been a big fan of the um, after match in the ring interviews anyway. It's like Me they either. just finished, you know, competing. Can you give them some time? Um, but I think that, you know, th- th- obviously they're two faces. So, you know, they're not going to be like, you know, slapping the other one in the face. But I think as AJ Styles and Seth Rollins hang on, did it. Hang on. Let me finish. I think right. that after quit interrupting Matt, my bad, um, my bad. I think that I think that as the match builds, I think you're going to see more of that. And I don't know which. And yeah. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know which one's going to take the the edge here. You know what I'm saying? Because like ba- Bailey yeah. has shown from time to time a few <clears throat> streaks of I can go crazy. So it's kind of like which one of them is going to take that that edge of you know. I'm the heel for the match, but not really a heel. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think, I think, I think that they'll build that up as you get closer. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So Daniel Bryan is shown before the commercial and it's like, Oh, Daniel Bryan has a career defining announcement. So when we get back from commercial, the new day is coming out and they chat and they have fun and they go, you know what? You don't even have to say anything. We know you want a rematch for the tag titles, and you can have it. So Daniel Bryan comes out, and this is where things got weird. So Daniel Bryan's standing there, and he turns around and leaves. And then he comes back, and he like looks like he's wiping tears away, yeah. right? Then he's standing there, and he turns around and leaves, and he comes back, and he's wiping tears away. And then he drops the mic and leaves. And there was like a WWE.com exclusive after Extreme Rules where he was like all upset and he was kind of crying and stuff. And I hope Daniel Bryan's new gimmick isn't Guy Who Cries. (laughs) Because that would be really lame. But we've seen worse. Remember Matt Morgan with his speech impediment? So I, 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 I mean, okay. And I know, I know I've said this before, but I honestly think Daniel Bryan is the greatest wrestler in the world. And if they give him guy who cries as his gimmick, it's not going to work, guys. I don't care how good he is. You can't have guy who cries be over. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't think you're wrong. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with this. Um, I, I didn't like the whole – because obviously when people said – saw the uh you know announcement because i saw it earlier in the day too they, they'd been advertising it for the show that he was making a career altering announcement it was, i thought it was just such a cheap play on one of the greatest you know retirements you know and comeback stories the promo that he cut when he had to retire all right. that they just played on that like oh is he gonna have to retire again it's just, it made me roll my eyes when i saw it because i knew it wasn't you know that and I was just like, what are they doing? And then for them to come out and do that segment, like right after, I was just like, this is so stupid. Like <laughs> just teasing this, you know, uh, heart wrenching, what could be a heart wrenching retirement or something again. 
and you know to do nothing with it. I mean, we'll see where, where he goes from here. And I mean, cr- yeah, I kind of agree that crying guy is not the best gimmick, but I don't think it's going to be what he does. Um, and I hope yeah, not. And I hope I, not. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the gimmick. I think that was just for um, last night. Um, I didn't like whatever they were doing. I, I just, I, 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 thought, I was like, okay, so he's coming out, going back. He dropped the mic. Like he just said something amazing. Um, but maybe he's taking a vow of silence. <laughs> <laughs> he's a monk. His new gimmick is he's a monk. I mean, Hey, it's not far off from the, uh, the hipster, you know, super hipster thing he was doing or yeah, whatever. That's true. But, so maybe, maybe he's taking a vow of silence until he gets the belts back or something. Mm. So after he leaves, New Day's still in the ring and Samoa Joe's music hits. And he's like, bro, I deserve, that's my, that's my Samoa Joe is actually Matt Riddle impression. He's like, bro, bro I deserve a WWE championship match. And then Elias comes out and he's like, not really. You just had an opportunity. It's time for someone new. And then Randy Orton's music hits and he goes, you know what? It is time for someone new, but it should be me. And the New Day says, we've got six people. Let's have a six-man tag match. Randy Orton says, no thanks. Turns around and walks away. And then Kofi Kingston makes a limp genital joke. And Randy Orton turns around. He's mad. And, uh, yeah, they have the six-man tag match. Uh, And as we mentioned on the show yesterday, Randy Orton got the win clean over Kofi Kingston. So he's obviously the guy that's going to take on Kofi at SummerSlam, right? Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we talked about this, um, I think, uh, maybe during some of our uh, practice shows, but mm-hmm. about how a face, um, a face acts and a heel acts. And, and this is two weeks now that our champion, who is supposed to be a massive baby face, has done um, something non-face related. So like, you know, right. the, last week with Samoa Joe, he gave him the finger. And this right. week he's making a spaghetti joke. Right. Yeah, spaghetti yeah. joke. There you go. So it's like, are, what are they doing? You know, <laughs> I, 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 I right. just, I don't understand, you know, not everybody can be the Steve Austin. You know, not everybody can be that, you know, borderline right. good, bad guy. So they... Kofi's not that guy he's at not, all. He's not at all. And so why why are they doing this? I don't I don't get it. I'm glad he lost. In fact, I, I think he yeah. deserved a loss. Now, speaking of spaghetti jokes, I do want to point out that on Monday Night Raw, after that incredible but weird uh, Drake Maverick and R-Truth segment... Michael Cole was talking about, was starting to move on, and Corey Graves said, man, if it were me, I probably would have done it with a small package. <laughs> and Michael Cole, Michael Cole and Renee Young's face, like, you could tell that was not scripted. And they, like, Michael Cole is a professional, because, like, for a split second, he lost it, and then he finished the segment while Renee Young is, is laughing, and, like, I guarantee you, as soon as they moved to the video, he took off his headset and just laughed for, for, for a solid minute. I mean, you could tell his face was, like, turning red. And he was having to hold it in. It was terrific. <laughs> anyway, moving on from small package jokes, we then had 
a tag team championship match, which was another short match. It was the Kabuki Warriors, which is Asuka and Kairi Sane versus the Iconics. Uh, Chris, what did you think? T- tell us how the match went, actually. It, was there a match? <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know, the, the Kabuki Warriors were dominating. Um, and then I can't remember which one of the Iconics got knocked out. Bill, Billy Kay gets yeah. knocked out of the ring. And doesn't yeah, matter. There's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they're counting her out. And then. Peyton Royce like grabs her and pulls her back. So she doesn't go back in the ring and then gets counted out. And then they start celebrating. I'm like, right. are you kidding me right now? And so right. they, but that's the kind of thing they yeah, are. Yeah, So they're, they're all excited that they just lost, but didn't lose their titles. So then the Kabuki warriors kind of rough them up a little bit, which they deserved. Right. Uh, but I think this is going to set up a, a good match uh, for, for um, SummerSlam. And I think the Kabuki warriors are going to take the titles. Yeah, I think it's super obvious. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Iconics are ducking Asuka and Kairi Sane, but uh, I will say, uh, again, my girlfriend happened to be watching this part with me. Because um, actually, when we were at Universal Studios last year, uh, Billy Kay was like at the Halloween Horror Nights that we went to. And so I was, I like sat her down, I was like, hey, that's the girl that uh, I pointed to you and said that I knew who that was. And uh, so we, she sat down and watched the quote-unquote match with me for a minute and she is not a wrestling fan she doesn't really she's never really watched a, a good match that i know of but she just saw peyton royce and billy Kay doing their thing and she just just she can see right through it right uh, but uh, the good news is oscar Osk and Kyrie saying uh they were doing stuff and she's like "Ooh, that kind of looked like it hurt so you know they look more believable but then uh when the finish came and they got themselves counted out I kind of like looked over to see her reaction and she was just kind of looking at the TV, the bell rang and they started celebrating and they said, Kabuki warriors are the winners. She was just like, that's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. I was like, yeah, it's pretty stupid. And I explained to her the championship advantage rule. And I was like, uh, but it's still pretty dumb. And she's like, yeah, that's stupid. So not a fan, uh, casual fans and wrestling fans alike thought this was pretty stupid. Good. So after that, we had Andrade versus Apollo Crews, which was basically Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander too. <laughs> yeah. They right. had a two-and-a-half-minute match. Apollo Crews rolled him up and won. It was bad. I mean, it was 30 seconds. I mean, how, how many times have we said that for these last two shows, right? Like, there haven't been that many things on here that was just like, oh, my gosh, I want to pull out my hair or take my TV and throw it through my back door. Stupid, right? But there have been so many mm-hmm. just short matches. Like it's hard to give a wrestling show a good grade when the wrestling on it is not good. Well, Matt, if you know, they don't call it wrestling anymore. Sports entertainment. It's a I get sports it. entertainment show. I get it. We well, you know what. I mean, I don't. I don't mind short matches. It's just it's what you do in the short matches. Right. They Andrade basically just beat him up for a minute and got rolled up, and that was right. it. Like. Of the two people, like they could have done so much action and, you know, make Andrade like, you know, show off or something and do some high risk moves. And he gets caught because he was showing off and he gets rolled up or something. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's actually doing something exciting and not just kind of trying to do a squash match and then, you know, getting rolled up. 
Like they, there's ways to do a short match and make it fun, make it entertaining, tell a story, but they never do it. They just, well, all right, we got five minutes. Uh, let's just go in there and throw each other around and yeah, this, roll me this, up. I agree. This, this so. could have been a, um, the headline match of an NXT. Yes, I mean, it would have been with, great with these, too. these two because these two are so athletic. It would have been a great NXT yes, title match. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I will also say, uh, and the last note on the show from uh, my girlfriend, uh, she saw Paula Cruz come out and she just said, "Man, look at his boobs." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then but I then told her, "Wait till you see Big E later." <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the only other guy who's got bigger boobs than uh, yeah. a Paul awesome. Well, Kevin Owens wears a shirt. So, <laughs> uh, sp- Speaking of yeah. Kevin Owens, we've got the main event, uh, which is Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. So the short version, because we kind of skipped over a little bit of stuff that didn't matter. Dolph Ziggler was like, hey, I know you kicked Kevin Owens out, but uh, I want him to come back and I want him to be in the main event with me. And Shane's like, that's great if you can get him back here. So Dolph made it happen. So now we're having the main event. So as Kevin Owens is coming out, he's like looking behind both of his shoulders and, you know, being very careful. They fought for, I don't know, five minutes or so. So yeah. much longer than their pay-per-view match. And then Shane McMahon comes with basically like, you know, 15 different hills. He's emptying the hill locker room. And uh, so they like surround the ring. And then, of course, Shane McMahon is the only one in the entranceway. Talk about dumb. And so Kevin Owens, like, he almost got the pin on Ziggler. Uh, he hit him with a stunner. And then at the two count, Shane pulls him out. He stuns Shane. And then he runs out and all the hills follow him. And that's basically how SmackDown ended. It had Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Drew was helping Shane up. And Shane's like, he'll pay for that. I did love the, uh, I forget who was the commentator girl or whatever that came over and asked Shane a question. And uh, it was a very stupid question. He was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 And then he's like, excuse me. And just like shoves her yeah. over. So yeah, it was, it, but again, match was fine. It was a no contest finish. Uh, even though technically Owen should have won because of interference, uh, or Ziggler should have won by count out something. Right. Uh, but nothing really happened. And again, uh, that's how, that's how SmackDown ended. And I'm looking back through the matches here and I am seeing, what this the six man tag match and that was like the really only the real match on the show. Uh, I think SmackDown gets a C this week, and I think it it it, it is lucky to get that C. Hmm. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a D. Um, yeah, you know, based on everything we talked about tonight, about everything was just rushed, and you know. Uh, the only match that lasted longer than five minutes, like you said, was the six man match. And so, yeah. Uh, D all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I give it a C. Now, was this Eric Bischoff's first show? No, no. he's coming out after the he... next pay-per-view, right? I, I, I think he's, he just moved to Stanford, like this Stanford this weekend. So like, I, I think that his first week uh, in the WWE headquarters was this week, but he hasn't had anything to do with the shows yet. Right. So it should be next week, but it might not be until after SummerSlam. Yeah, I knew he was coming yeah. after the pay-per-view, but I didn't know if like it was this first show after the pay-per-view that he was doing. Right. But um, yeah, it's it was fine. I will say when the show went off the air, 
and it kind of caught me by surprise because I'm so used to seeing three hours and I was like, Oh yeah, this is only two hour show. So that's great. <laughs> so yeah, C for me, uh, I think it was fine. Um, like similar to raw, had some good things, had some, you know, not so good things, but yeah, it was just average. But I do want to say that I'm going to change my grade from a C to an A plus for this very reason. And here's why. During the New Day versus Samoa Joe, Elias, and Randy Orton, we cut to a commercial, and they didn't stop wrestling. So I want to say, I know, I hope this is the end of the stupid, 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 all held the commercials, two out of three falls, random reset matches rules. I hope that's over. It's not. it might, I hope so. It's How do you know it's not? I, it's because I've watched WWE <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> but I, I hope that it is. Keep your fingers crossed. And yeah, and you know what? Think about that. The the very first match that happened to was Aleister Black and Cesaro because they went to commercial and they came back and they were in a chin lock. And I'm like, wait a second. Something's weird going on. So yeah. And uh, if that's the case, I'm okay with this mediocre show because that would make me very happy. Uh, so that was SmackDown, everyone. You're, you're, and, you're uh, easily satisfied. You know what? I just don't like stupid things, and if they get rid of stupid things, I can I can deal. Well, we'll wait till next week when they bring it back, and Matt turns his grade to an F. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, you know what? This is a B plus show, but yeah, that's exactly it. that's exactly what's going to happen. I hate the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do now is we're going to play a wrestling trivia game. Uh, Chris is going to ask Kyle and me some questions. Uh, considering we're, we're only 30 minutes in, I think we have time to do 10 questions. Okay. Uh, so to answer, Kyle or I will say our name. And if we get it wrong, the other person gets an opportunity to get the question right. And there are three categories, right? Yes. The three categories are there's the classic era questions, the attitude era questions, and the modern era answer now the modern era only goes up to 2013 so that's still pretty modern modern. era would be john cena modern era yes so uh what's going to happen is whoever gets the the question right will decide what the next question will be so to start things off i am thinking of a number between one and 63 matt what am i thinking of uh 63 kyle 16. The answer is 63 because that was my football number. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kyle, you should have picked 62. I left it wide open for you. And you still would have lost. Yeah. So, uh, so I had to go the opposite direction. 16 was my <laughs> soccer number. So, yeah, no. No. so Matt, what, uh, what era are we asking questions from to start? I would off? like to do attitude. Attitude. All right. Okay. Uh, who defeated Shane McMahon in an ambulance match at Survivor Series 2003? Matt. Hi. Yes, Matt. Uh, Kane? That is correct. Ooh, yeah! Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm going to dance, but you guys can't see me. All Thank right. God. Uh, let's, let's, let's go to modern, then. All right. Modern... Are we picking a new one every time? You can do whatever you want, man. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Against what longtime rival 
did Chris Jericho defend the World Heavyweight Championship in a ladder match at No Mercy 2009? Matt? Kyle? Matt said it first. Gosh, I'm not sure. Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels is correct. Woo! More dancing. Here goes, guys. Look at that. Mm. Mm. Right. Uh, okay, I want to hear one of each. So let's try classic. See how that goes. Classic. All right. Now these are these are harder. I'm just gonna tell you okay. that. Uh, okay. Who won the tournament for the Intercontinental Championship after the Ultimate Warrior vacated the title when he won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania six? Matt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Randy Savage. Incorrect. Ah. Kyle. Well, that's you're the only one, so yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect is right. Wow, what a pull. Wow. Did you know that or are you just guessing? I, I narrowed it down. <laughs> that's nice. That's a good pull. That was good. Good. All right, Kyle, which, uh, which era? Uh, attitude. Attitude era. Oh, this this is good. All right, this this is kind of uh, what's going on now. So, what was the name of the tag team Eric Bischoff would use to end Raw matches? Matt, three minute warning. That is correct. <laughs> I was trying to wait till the end of the question. And be respectful, right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let's stick with attitude. All right, Mister Attitude. Well, let's go ahead and say that the score right now. Matt has three. Kyle has one. Boom. The champ is here. You can't see me. I wonder if that made my voice reverberate. Go ahead. All right. Who made Hulk Hogan tap out in their match at the 2002 King of the Ring pay-per-view? This is Attitude Era? This is Attitude Era, 2002. Kyle. Yes. Brock Lesnar. No. I have no idea, so I'm going to guess Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is correct. Okay. That was that, that, yeah, I, because, like, I, I don't even remember them having a match though. I don't either, but you know, he was making everyone tap out back then. So yeah, man, I can't imagine Hulk Hogan tapping. I need to go back and watch that now. <laughs> I, know I was actually awesome. thinking it. I was actually thinking it might have been uh, the match where Brock like gave put him a bear hug or whatever and made him bleed. But I don't think he actually tapped in that match. I think he just passed out or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. All right, Matt. What era? Uh, class. No, 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 no. Modern. (laughs) (laughs) I told you it's tough, man. They are hard. After losing in his first elimination chamber match, what superstar went on to win his next four elimination chamber matches? Matt. Yep. Triple H. That is correct. (laughs) That's insane. All right. Matt is now at five. (laughs) Kyle is at one. You want to talk about... You want to talk about like being able to write your own destiny? Winning four elimination chambers. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go. To, let's go back to classic. Classic. All right. What was the name of the tag team formed by the Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine? Oh gosh, I don't have any idea. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea either. No guesses. No nothing. Can you give us a multiple choice? No. No, it would kind of give it away. Passed. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll both pass. What's the answer? Right, the answer is rhythm and blues. Oh, come on. I actually, I've actually heard of them before. All right, uh, whatever. So I'll, whatever. Uh, all right, so this card has three questions, so I'll ask another question. 
this this is too easy. One of you is going to get this. Who served as the special guest referee in the WWE Championship match between Bret the Hitman Hart and Undertaker at SummerSlam 1997? Kyle? Yep. Shawn Michaels? That is correct. I didn't know that. I guess I don't know my classic WWE. I guess not. Because <laughs> Kyle's got both of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Classic is the next category. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Classic. What former rival of Andre the Giant was the special guest referee for Andre's match against Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 5? Matt. Okay. Big John Stud. That is correct, Matt. Yes! Yes! That's the yes! first name that I was thinking of. <laughs> I, was like, I don't remember him being at WrestleMania. Oh, that's good. That's good. I still want to get to 10 questions because this is a lot of fun. Uh, let's do Let's do modern. Yeah, because you're winning. Well, it's a fun game! <laughs> <laughs> it's only fun because you're winning! <laughs> I'm modern. Let's do it. All right. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. All right. Who entered both the Raw and SmackDown Elimination Chamber matches at No Way Out 2009, winning the SmackDown match? Kyle. Ooh, that was Kyle. I said it again. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. All right, go ahead, Kyle. Edge. Edge is correct. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, because he ended with the money in the bank, right? Uh, no, he was. I think no. he beat up Kofi or somebody, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the okay. In the Raw match, uh, he was the he he had the title, and right. he was the first one pinned. So he okay. came out and beat up Kofi Kingston and went in. Makes sense. All right. You bonus points for that. <laughs> Kyle. Yes. Which attitude? Era? Attitude. Ooh, these are all tough. All right. What former UFC fighter defeated The Rock in the finals of the 1998 King of the Ring tournament? Kyle. Matt. Kyle. Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock is correct. Woo. All right. Matt is at six. Kyle is at four. That's 10 questions then. Well, we did more than 10. Yeah, that's 10 questions. Boom. So that's six to four. That means, man, you're talking about a comeback. Too bad it's not 15 questions, right, Kyle? Uh-huh. <laughs> so that means right. you get to do the Beat the Clock Devil's Advocate Challenge. But before we get to that, we're going to sign off here. Chris, we can follow you on Instagram and Twitter at... At Chris Cumby. Kyle, we can follow you on Instagram at... Chris Cumby sucks. <laughs> <laughs> or Kyle.Pauly, P-A-U-L-E-Y. You can, you can follow me at Russell Life Matt on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow us all at Russell Life Radio on Instagram and Russell Life Pod on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to us. We really, really do appreciate it. And Chris, go ahead and give Kyle his 30-second torment. All right. So first of all, it's not my fault you lost. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I got the timer, by the way. So you got, so you know. Okay, okay, good. So uh, I want you to explain to us why No Way Jose is the most technically, <laughs> sound, <laughs> technically sound wrestler in the WWE. Ready? Go. Oh, yeah. 
he's the most technically sound wrestler in the WWE because of his amazing footwork. You see him come out of the ring, he's constantly moving his feet. He's wide to the shoulder. He never stops moving, and that's what it takes. You got to be good with your footwork. He just doesn't have it in the mind yet, but he'll get there. He's got to take him down. He's got to get. He's got to get the championship mindset in. He's going to come back. He's going to win the title. Oh my gosh! You got five more seconds. Tell us more. No way, Jose. (laughs) And that's your 30 seconds. Again, guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Please subscribe, like, and share, follow. Listen to us uh, and tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful week, and we will see you next week for another review of Monday Night Raw. And SmackDown. Adios. Later, guys. See you.